بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين Today we want to inshallah reflect more on the concept of dhikr remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inshallah, I hope there would be time to talk about the way everything in this world makes connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everything in this world glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he talks about birds, Allah says, Kullun qad salatahu wa Birds have a type of prayer. And each type of bird has its own type of praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they all know how to do it. So hopefully, inshallah, there will be a chance to talk about it. So this is a common phenomenon in the whole creation. There is nothing except that it glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala along with praising Him. So it is not only angels who told to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah said, I'm going to appoint Adam as my caliph, they said, we glorify you and praise you. It's not only angels. Every being, every creature does tasbih and praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to human beings, then it's a matter of their choice. They may do the same or they may decide not to do the same. This is why when it comes to human beings, Allah asks us to remember Him. Allah says, for example, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu thkurullaha dhikran kathira or sabbihuhu bukratan wa asila or fasabbih bihamdi rabbik Allah asks us to glorify Him and praise Him. About other things, this is already the case. They do it with full joy. They cannot resist doing this. But when it comes to human beings, then they are sometimes doing this and sometimes they fail to do this. So, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to remember him. And this is also why in the case of human beings we use the term dhikr. But as far as I know you don't use the term dhikr for angels or for any being like for example birds or you know mountains or trees or rivers we say they glorify God and praise Him but they don't say they do zikr even for angels in the Quran we don't say they do zikr why? because zikr can be used for someone who has the possibility of forgetting or negligence. Zikr is opposite to one of the two. Either forgetfulness or negligence. Those who are familiar with Arabic. So either zikr is opposite to nesyan, which means forgetfulness. 
or it is opposite to kafla, which is negligence. We human beings may remember Allah or not. If we remember Allah, this is dhikr. If we don't remember Allah, it means either we have forgotten or we are negligent. But for angels, because they constantly praise Allah and they constantly glorify Allah, they constantly are aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't use term dhikr. You may ask me, what about Allah himself? Can we use dhikr for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself? The answer is yes. Not because Allah may forget. But because Allah has a special type of remembrance that is not always there. A type of remembrance which is remembrance of extra and further support and guidance. This is sometimes there and sometimes not there. So it is true to talk about Allah remembering you or forgetting you. You remember Allah. Then what happens? Allah says, If you remember me, I remember you. If you remember me, I remember you. But those who forget God, They forgot God, God forgot them. So, because there is a sense in which we can talk about Allah remembering us or forgetting us, in this sense, the term dhikr can be used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in another sense, in the sense of being absolutely empty-minded about something, this is not used in the case of Allah. If Allah doesn't remember us, if Allah doesn't remember kuffar, if Allah doesn't remember his enemies, they disappear. In this sense, he always remembers everything. And if we were not remembered, we would not have been created and we would not have been able to continue. Like when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hal ata ala al-insan hinun min lam yakun shay'an mazkura. When we were not remembered and mentionable, we were not there. So in this sense, Allah doesn't forget. But there is another sense. And that is those who are familiar with kalam or theology. This is what we call sifat fail A divine attribute with respect to his act, not with respect to his essence. So essence is always remembering. But with respect to the act, it's possible to abstract this concept when it means providing with extra love and care and support. Anyway, we will talk about it, inshallah, further. So, as far as human beings are concerned, with respect to their voluntary actions and voluntary qualities, they may remember Allah or forget. Na'uzubillah, we may forget Allah. But with respect to those aspects of our being that it's not voluntary, we are also like any other being. For example, my body is not different from any other thing. So my body is always glorifying God and praising God. Is completely obedient to God and submissive to God. Because my body is not difficult, uh, different from any other being. And this is why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks you to become, for example, old. Your body doesn't say, I don't want to become old. You, Allah says, you know, you must be ill, you must be healthy. Our body is fully obedient. There is no sense of resistance. It is only with respect to where we have freedom, when we have, where we have choice, that we can decide to obey Allah or not, to remember Him or not. When Allah says, come to this dunya, 
whether mu'man or kafir, they are all fully obedient. Obedient to Allah. When Allah says you must die, they are all obedient. So we, in this aspect, we are not different. But when Allah says, you must be good to people, you must be kind to your parents, this is where we have choice. Okay? So, now we want to focus on this concept. This type of remembrance, which is for human beings. Not the general remembrance, the general glorification and praise of God, which exists everywhere. We want to focus now on this type of remembrance of Allah, which is called dhikr. And this is where there is a chance of forgetting or being negligent. Okay? So this is our concern today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many verses of the Quran talks about the significance of dhikr. And so far we have touched upon some of them. I mentioned some of them now, but I will inshallah continue reflecting on these verses in the next also two sessions. Do you remember that we talked about the divine books all being a source of light? Kitab Munir. He said all divine books are books which project light. Kitab Munir. And in particular, we had this about Torah, about Angel, Gospel, and about the Quran. And also, we had one prophet mentioned by name. I mean, by uh, you know, a specific. Uh, identification that he is also a source of light and that is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when Allah says Ya ayyuhan nabi inna arsalnaka shahidan ma mubashiran wa nadiran wa da'iyan ila Allah bi'ithnihi wa sirajan munira although this doesn't mean that other prophets don't you know uh, give light but in particular our Prophet is mentioned as a source of light and we talked about also the source of this light and how this light is always being charged with uh, salawat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, very similar to this is about dhikr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces in, to us all divine books <coughs> as a reminder. They are reminders. They are all dhikr. Dhikr in the sense of reminder. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Anbiya, <coughs> number 48, we gave Moses and Arun Al-Furqan. Furqan means something by which you can distinguish between good and bad, between right and wrong. In Arabic, Farq means to split, to discern, to detach. So Furqan is something that helps you to distinguish between right and wrong or good and bad. And you know one of the names of the Quran is also Furqan. Allah says, we gave Moses and Arun something to distinguish between good and bad. Vadiyaan and a light. Vadhikran and a reminder. للمتقين, for the pious. So, the message of Allah which was given to Moses and then Moses was also helped and assisted by Harun, was to act as a reminder. This is very important. If there are only five major points in the Quran, if you ask me, Molana, mention five major points in the Quran about guidance. I say definitely one of them is that the whole point in guiding people is to remind them. 
And the whole point in being guided is to remember. We are not in need of being taught things which are absolutely new. No, we are just in need of being reminded. This Torah has come to remind people the things that they already knew by their heart, their relation with God the Almighty. In particular, about the Quran, we have many verses that says that the Quran has come as a reminder. For example, in Surah Takbir, number 27 and 28, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In illa it is nothing other than a reminder for the inhabitants of the world. The Quran is a reminder. The Quran doesn't tell you something, you know, strange or something odd or something unheard. The Quran is a reminder. Of course, those who benefit who actually benefit from this reminder are those who wish to be on the right path. Those who wish to be guided. This is a reminder for all people. But those who actually benefit are not all people. The Quran, the Prophet has come to guide all people. Lil alamin. But is it that all people would actually listen? No. Leman amenkum an yastaqim. For those who wish to be guided. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Qamar, in many places, number 17, 22, 32, 40, Allah repeats, Fahal man muttakir. We have made the Quran easy. We have facilitated the reminding function of the Quran. Or we have made Quran easy to remember or to remind. Makes not that much difference for us. So Allah has especially designed the Quran in the way that helps us in remembering. But فَحَلْ مَنْ Is there anyone who wants to remember? This is the whole point. Are we willing to remember? Or we are enjoying our forgetfulness? You know, sometimes people are very much enjoying their sleep. When you want to awake them, they don't want to become awake. You say, it's the time of Salat is, you know, getting over. But wants to enjoy his sleep. So all divine books are reminders. Interestingly, in the same way that we said the Prophet Muhammad is source of light, like divine books, the Prophet is also source of light. Here also, the Prophet Muhammad is the only Prophet who is mentioned in the Quran as he himself being dhikr, being reminder. This doesn't mean the others don't remind. Again, this is for maximum emphasis, for his strong role as a reminder. And that is in Surah Talaq, number 10 and 11. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in the middle of the verse 10, I start from this part. Fattakullah ya ulil albab. Those who have brain, what does it mean those who have brain? It means those who think, those who are people of understanding. Allah addresses them and says, Ya ulil alba, means those who have thought, those who are thoughtful, those who reflect. Safeguard yourself from anything which makes God unhappy with you. Fattakullah, this is the meaning of taqwa, 
Taqwa means to safeguard yourself from doing bad things which make Allah unhappy with you. Alladhina amanu Those who have thought, those who reflect and believe. Because to believe, to be faithful is only for those who think and are thoughtful. Then Allah says, قَدْ أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكُمْ Allah has revealed, or sorry, has sent to you, it's better to say sent, because anzala means to send down. Allah has sent to you dhikran, a reminder. If it was just up to here, then we would have said, okay, this is Quran. قَدْ أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكُمْ But then Allah continues and makes it clear what does he mean by dhikr. Allah says, Rasulan. Yatlu alaykum ayatullah. Mubayyanat. We have sent to you a reminder, an apostle, a messenger, who recites to you the clear verses or signs of, or communications of Allah. لَيُخْرَجَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالَحَاتِ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ Take the people who have faith and do righteousness from darknesses to light. You remember we had this as a common task of all the prophets. And then Allah continues. Some Mufassirin, some commentators have said, here we have to suppose that something is deleted and not mentioned. And that is and. They say, it is قَدْ أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ ذَكْرًا وَرَسُولًا But there is no need unless we are forced to do something. So why we should you know, imagine that there is something which is not mentioned? The best interpretation is that ذكر is the Prophet himself. And especially we have lots of hadith which says that the Prophet was ذكر. Why should we should you know, bring something from our pocket and say you know, there is and here which is not mentioned? Zikran, Rasulan, because the Prophet was Zikr and reminder. For example, there is a hadith which is mentioned in Tafsir al-Burhan. You know, one of our Tafsir which is based on narrations because we have some exegesis of the Quran which are based on narrations like Tafsir al-Burhan, like Nur al-Saqalain. So in Tafsir al-Burhan, there is a hadith from Imam Raza alayhi salam in a conversation that Imam Raza had with Ma'amun Imam said Adhikro Rasulullah Dhikr is the Prophet Wa nahnu ahluhu and we are the people of the Prophet the family of the Prophet and this is why Ahlul Bayt are Ahlul Dhikr when the Quran says, Fas'alu ahla dhikr, the best example of Ahlul Dhikr are the, prophet, uh, the Ahlul Bayt. Then Imam continued, Vazalika buyyana fi kitabillah. The fact that the Prophet is dhikr is mentioned in the Quran. Haythu yaqul fi surat al-talaq Imam said this is mentioned in the book of Allah when Allah says in surat talaq the chapter talaq or divorce Allah says fattaqullah ya ulil albab alladhina amanu qad anzalallahu ilaykum dhikran rasulan yatlu alaykum ayatullah mubayyanat Then Imam said fadhkuru rasulullah wa nahnu ahluhu So the prophet is the reminder and we are his people his family so he is the only prophet who is characterized in the Quran as being dhikr and also as being Siraj Munir so now you can understand how dhikr and light Come together. Siraj Munir 
is something which reminds you of God. Kitab Munir again is something which reminds you of God because books are zikr. All divine books are zikr. So the whole point in being light for people is to remind them of God. And the whole point for people to receive light is to remember God. This is why we say in Dua Kumail, Ataqarrabu ilayka bidhikrik. O Allah, I seek proximity to you with your remembrance. This is the main thing. As long as we remember Allah, we are moving towards Him. And inshallah, if I don't forget, there is a beautiful example about uh, traveling to Allah and how this remembrance of Allah uh, helps in this traveling. I hope inshallah I don't forget. If I forgot, you know, let me, please remind me. Before I start analyzing further the notion of remembrance, because we have a bit difficult, you know, Inshallah, discussion about this. Before that, let me read some hadith also for you about the significance of dhikr or remembrance of Allah. Most of the hadith which I am saying are from the Prophet Muhammad and Imam Ali. This is from Imam Ali. Man Ammara. Ammara comes from Umran means to um, develop, to improve. Man ammara qalbahu biddawam al-dhikr Whoever develops and flourishes his heart with constant remembrance of Allah. Hasunat af'aluhu fassirre wal-jahr Then his deeds in private or in public, will all become good. It's impossible to remember Allah constantly and then do something bad. You may make mistakes, but mistakes, as far as are not under our control, are not something that we will be blamed for. But it's impossible for someone who constantly remembers Allah to do something bad intentionally. In another hadith, Imam said something very profound, something very significant. Aslu salah al-qalb. The root or the foundation or the principle that you have to observe in making your heart in the good condition, to improve it, to... Uh, Purify it. Is what? Aslu. Aslu means root. Foundation. Salah is opposite to fasad. Fasad means corrupt. Salah means to be safe and sound. Health, safety. The root of this, اشتغالهو بذكر الله is that your heart should be busy with remembrance of Allah. You don't need to go to moon or to Mars to purify your heart. You don't need to do strange things. Try to remember Allah. In another hadith, Imam Ali said, Zikrullah dawa'u i'lal al-nufus. Remembrance of Allah is the treatment and is the medicine for diseases of the heart. Or souls. Ya man ismuhu dawa wa dhikruhu shifa. Oh, the one whose names are medicines and whose remembrance are healing. The name are medicine because 
We should use names to remember Allah. Like medicine. If you have medicine but you don't take it, you will not be cured. Sometimes we have names of Allah, even we repeat them. But we don't actually take them. So, ismuhu dawa'un. But zikruhu shifa. Yeah? If you have best medicine, but you don't take it, and you just repeat the names of the medicine, you will not be cured. You buy the medicine and just look at it or you know, repeat the name. Or even if you put it on your tongue, but you don't actually take it. So this does not work. It doesn't work. So the name of Allah are medicine, but His remembrance is the healing. Okay? Here also Imam Ali says, Zikrullah dawa'u i'lal al-nufus. In another hadith, Imam Ali said, Az-zikru jala'u al-basa'ir wa nuru al-sara'ir. Remembrance of Allah is something that makes your vision clear and sharp. And make your sarira, means your inside, your internal aspect, Lightened, enlightened. Nurus sarar. In another hadith, Imam Ali said, "Man Allah Subhanahu, whoever remembers Allah, ahyallahu qalbah. Allah revives his heart, and enlightens his reason, his intellect." In another hadith, Imam Ali said, "Estadimu dhikr. Continue." Remembrance of Allah, always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَإِنَّهُ يُنِيرُ الْقَالِ Because remembrance of Allah gives light to your heart. وَهُوَ أَفْضَلُ الْعِبَادَةِ And this is the best worship. Even if salat is legislated, it is for remembrance of Allah. أَقَمَ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Yeah? It, this doesn't mean that you know we should leave aside you know salat or fasting or and just uh, try to remember Allah. No, these are the best types of remembrance that Allah Himself has recommended. You must perform salat as much as possible because this is the best type of remembrance of Allah. You must fast. You must recite Quran. You must have some time for reflection. I am not denying that, but I am saying that don't forget that the whole point is to remember Allah. If you make yourself just physically busy with these things and your heart is not remembering Allah, you are losing the point. You are missing the point. The Prophet Muhammad said, Zikrullah shifa'ul qulub. Remembrance of Allah is the healing of the hearts. Now the question is, how can we Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or in other words, what are different types of remembrance of Allah? Ayatollah Makaram Shirazi, one of our living marajah, may Allah save all our marajah and protect them, who has also worked a lot in the case of Quran, he has a book on Islamic moral system based on the Quran. In his discussion about dhikr, about remembrance of Allah, he divides dhikr into three categories. And Allama Majlisi also mentions another category. So, I will mention four different categories of dhikr. One is what they call dhikr lafzi, means a type of verbal remembrance or remembrance by words. Yeah? Lafz means word. This is to mention the name of Allah by your tongue to utter names of Allah 
Like, you know, say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar. So, this is a type of dhikr. But this is lafzi. Means, you just utter the words. Of course, this has some impact. But this is not the real zikr. This is not enough. Even a person whose heart is fully busy with something else may mention names of Allah constantly. Even shaitan may mention the name of Allah. For example, shaitan said, but this, was this a remembrance of Allah? He swore. He said, by your dignity, by your might, I'm going to deceive them. <laughs> so, he swears by Allah, but in opposition to Allah. This is not zikr. So, there is some, maybe, impact if a mu'min even mentions Allah by tongue, but this is not the real zikr. Then we have what he calls, Ayatollah Makarim mentions, Zikr Ma'navi, means remembrance of Allah by meanings. What does it mean? He says that when you say something, you also pay attention to the meaning. So when you say Allahu Akbar, you pay attention to the meaning that Allah is the greatest. Okay? Then he adds something else. In some of the books they don't distinguish between the two and the third. But he mentions a separate thing. Remembrance by heart. Zikr qalbi. Remembrance by heart. In the second, you say something and at the same time try to pay attention to the meaning. But in the third, he says, you first pay attention to the names of Allah or to Allah himself or to his acts. And then automatically you mention and you utter the names of Allah. You know, it's not that you force yourself to mention the names like what? For example, he said, sometimes, you know, you go to some beautiful, you know, for example, sceneries. You go to a very beautiful, for example, jungle. Then, when you see how beautiful is this, then you say, Subhanallah. This Subhanallah is different in quality than just you know, as a habit, as a habit, you say, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. This Subhanallah is an outcome or a fruit for your remembrance of Allah. Yeah? Or, for example, when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala tested angels, you know, angels, you know, said, not, they didn't object, they had just question that why, you know, you are appointing Adam as your caliph or vicegerent while we are glorifying you and praising you? So Allah wanted to show them that there is something in Adam that they like. So, Allah taught all the names, all the facts to Adam. Then Allah presented them to the angels. If you are truthful, if you are, what you say is right, so tell me about these things. So Allah said, if you are right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you are right, so now you... Tell me about these names that I have taught Adam. Are you aware of that? Then they said something beautiful. They said, Subhanaka, la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. They said, we don't have any knowledge 
except what you have taught us. This is not one of the things that we have learned. Not because they could have learned and Allah didn't teach them. Because they didn't have capacity for that. If they had capacity, Allah would have taught them. But when they saw their lack of this knowledge, they very, you know, automatically, without, you know, any maybe uh, effort, they say, Subhanaka. May you be glorified. We should be like angels. You know, when we realize our shortcomings or, you know, the things which are our weak points, we shouldn't get angry with the people who mentioned to us. The angels, you know, didn't get angry with Allah. Oh, Allah, why you are, you know, doing with this? No, they said, very nicely, they said, yes, you are right. We don't know these things. Subhanaka la ilma lana, illa ma'allamtana, innaka anta al-azizul hakim, innaka anta al-alimul hakim. And also you remember, I said that then, not only they didn't keep any enmity and hostility towards Adam and his children, then they ask forgiveness constantly for us. You remember the verses that angels, they do istighfar for us. So maybe by that time they were only doing tasbih and hamd. But from that time they started also to do istighfar for us. So we have to learn from them. Anyway, this type of remembrance that the angels had, or when you go to something very beautiful to somewhere which is very beautiful you automatically say subhanallah or or you know when you feel very good you say alhamdulillah this is very important because it comes from heart it's even more important than saying and paying attention to meaning yeah because when you say and you pay attention to the meaning still it is not a fruit of your Heart. Yeah? It's as if it's coming from outside. But this comes from the heart. This is very important. And then Ayatollah Makaram Shirazi mentions some verses of the Quran and says that these verses refer to different forms of this sex. Some of them re- refer to the first, some to the second, to the third. For example, when Allah says, He doesn't say this explicitly. But I personally believe whenever the Quran says, or it means to utter. For example, we have many verses in the Quran that when you want to slaughter, you must mention the name of Allah for zip, for slaughtering. For example, we have many verses about this. This means to actually must utter. It's not enough you remember the name. You say, okay, in my heart I am remembering Allah. No, you must mention. So means remember Allah by using the words. Means you must detach yourself from anything other than Allah. So from a verbal practice, we must end with a, a spiritual condition of being detached from everything other than Allah. In another ayah, Allah says, Remember your Lord in your soul, your spirit. So what does it mean? So this is not the verbal one. With Full humbleness and with feeling some awe 
And then Allah says, وَدُونَ الْجَهْرَ مِنَ الْقُولَ And with low also voice. So this is remembrance by uttering. So we have to have different forms of remembrance. Remembrance in heart in a silent way. Sometimes we have to remember Allah without saying anything. Sometimes we have to remember Allah by using the words. And you know the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the morning for example and Maghrib and Isha prayers you should recite Surah Hamd and the second Surah loudly. In Zohar and As you should recite it in a low you know tune. There are different explanations for that. But one of them I think is to save us far from making remembrance of Allah a habit. So you must always, you know, have attention to this. Because, you know, if we do it, you know, always in the same way, then it becomes habit. So Allah says, sometimes low, sometimes, you know, loud. Sometimes two rakah, sometimes three rakah, sometimes four rakah. This is all to escape from becoming a habit. And unfortunately, still, you know, we sometimes make it just a habit. But... This is to prevent that as much as possible. If you know, just imagine, if all our salat were the same, then the chance of not paying attention was much more. Then Allama Majlisi, Rahmatullah Alayhi, he mentions another type of dhikr. He calls dhikr amali. Remembrance by act. What does he mean? He says, whatever you do, whatever you perform for the sake of Allah, this is zikr. For example, all wajibat Praying, fasting, hajj, giving alms, giving homes, enjoying the good, prohibiting the bad, all are zikr. In the case of Prophet Musa, Prophet Harun, we mentioned this. That when Allah wanted to give them a big task of going to Fir'aun and speaking to Fir'aun and also guiding and leading Bani Israel a task which continued for years and years and years Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Musa and Harun themselves considered this whole as remembrance of Allah when Musa said Okay? And then he said, Please support So that we remember you more, so that we glorify you more. Then you wonder what type of understanding Musa had? <laughs> of course, he's a prophet of Allah, but it is very ex- you know, exciting that he looks at all these things as remembrance of Allah. But then, I realized that indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala somehow indicated this to him. In Surah Taha, number 42, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know how beautiful is Quran and how everything is connected. Allah says, "Izhab anta wa You and your brother go bi with my signs. Wala taniya fi zikri. And don't be lazy in my remembrance. Don't you know? Uh, Don't uh, 
miss opportunities for my remembrance. So I realized that this was indeed Allah Himself. So Allah sending him to Pharaoh and to lead Bani Israel, what says, try to remember me. And this is why then Musa said, so they are all connected. So, Allah Majlisi says, remembrance can be by performance of acts. Everything can be remembrance. In the discussion that we had after the session yesterday, I said, the fact that you have come here for learning Something that would be suitable and useful, this by itself is a remembrance of Allah. Not only your presence here, from the time you decided to leave the house and took the car or bus and walked and entered the center and came here, this is all remembrance of Allah. But this is remembrance by act. Also the time that you go back this is also remembrance of Allah. But it just needs attention. It just needs to be mindful of this. Okay. So, these are different types of remembrance of Allah. But now, we have a very important question. What is the real essence of remembrance of Allah? When can we say someone remembers Allah or doesn't remember Allah? Is it something that comes through utterance? No. Because we said you may not utter anything. Is it just having attention to God in your heart? No. Because shaitan also may have attention to God. So what is it? And why is it so important? Important. I mentioned what have been mentioned by ulama. And then inshallah with help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with what ulama have said and with maybe some further reflection we try to come up with something that I think this is what the ulama mean, but maybe they have not mentioned, you know, clearly. Ulama normally say that remembrance of Allah is attention to Allah or towards Allah by heart. One of our contemporary ulama in his book, he defines the remembrance of Allah as this. He says, attention of the heart to God, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another great alim says, remembrance of Allah is to pay attention to Allah and his greatness with your whole heart and see him as someone who is present. This is his definition. So what is important and common in these definitions and in whatever definition which has been mentioned is that you have to pay attention to Allah in your heart. If you utter the words and you remember Allah in your heart, that is fine. Otherwise, that is not zikr. If you do something out of this attention to Allah, that act also becomes zikr. But if it is out of this attention, not without this attention. So, the core is attention to Allah by your heart. This is what they say. But we want to go a bit further. 
and analyze it more. I think these definitions are in need of modification. Why? Because if you just say attention to Allah by heart, first of all, there is no need to say by heart because there is no way to pay attention to something without heart. So this can be just for emphasis and there is no harm in emphasizing but you must know that there is no way to pay attention to something without heart. This is not a big issue. But the main problem is that attention to Allah is not necessarily zikr. Like what? I am faced with a situation in which I know that Allah wants me not to do something. I think whether I should do it or I shouldn't do it because I have temptations and desire to do it. And God forbids, in the end, I decide to do it. But I have decided to do it with the attention to Allah, not without attention. I was not like someone who doesn't know that this is haram. I knew and I even thought about it, but still I decided to do it. So, is this zikr? Is this remembrance? I had the attention, but this is not zikr. Or as I said about shaitan, shaitan even swears by God. But this is not zikr, although he had attention. Or a munafiq who may come and pray and also have attention in, in his heart. He knows what he is saying. Is it enough? This is remembrance of Allah. This is zikr. No. So it's more than attention. This is one point. The second point. Attention can be given to something for the first time. You know, someone just enters the room. So I pay attention to him. But this is not zikr. Zikr has the quality of refreshing your attention or your memory of something. It's not, so something that for the first time comes to your attention, this is not called zikr. So, what is really zikr? I give you definition, you reflect on it, and then tomorrow, inshallah, we will explore it more. Zikr is repaying of attention. Remembering again something with faith or with love, or with the desire for following the truth. One of these three. They can overlap. But either you believe in God, so you remember Him in, an, in a spirit of faith, not in a spirit of kufr and disbelief. Or you remember Allah as a paying attention again to Allah with love, not with opposition and hate, na'uzubillah. Because there are people who remember Allah, but they hate Allah. So this is not zek. When the name of Allah is mentioned, the name is mentioned, they hate. So this is not zekr. Or seeking the truth. Someone may not be mu'min. So has no faith in God. And so far has not also obtained love for Allah. But this person also has the chance of remembering Allah. When he is seeking the truth. And inshallah I give you reference for this from the Quran. 
So, Zikr is paying attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the form of remembering. Not in the form of paying attention for the first time. In a spirit of faithfulness or love and obedience or at least seeking the truth. If someone has these, then he has the condition or a state of remembrance or zikr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah increase our understanding and more than anything else may Allah inshallah help us to remember him constantly inshallah. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alamin.